It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. A lot of things to get to today. Going to get into the conflict with Ukraine and Russia. Uh, some of the numbers are extraordinary, if you believe the numbers, with regard to the number of Russian forces who were killed. I mean, like it took us years in the Middle East to lose that many soldiers. Uh, this is this is big. They're meeting a great deal of resistance. Uh, Democrats are realizing that an armed populace actually is good is good for a country. I know they don't want guns here. They don't want us to have guns here. But by gosh, if uh, suddenly a country that doesn't usually you know has very very strict gun laws is under attack, suddenly it's important for the citizenry to be armed. Here is what. The Defense Ministry is reporting with uh, the Ukraine, 4,300 troops, Russian troops killed. Now, if you believe this, this is, this is huge. This is a gigantic, this is historical loss of troops. And again, we don't know really what to believe. 2,700 planes, 26 helicopters, 146 tanks, 49 artillery pieces, 706 armored personnel carriers. According to uh, UK Defense Department, Another report says that 5,300 soldiers have been lost, uh, Russian soldiers. And if this is the case, then that's uh, gigantic. Uh, Russia's economy appears to be entering a free fall, and uh, Moscow's central bank has more than doubled the interest rate to 20%. So the uh, interest rates are 20%. It's like like Putin is... um, is Jimmy Carter all over again? By the way, I don't know if you noticed this, but Joe Biden has been gone. He's been missing all weekend. Apparently, he's gone. He went to a funeral. Now, nothing was said about him going to a funeral this weekend. Uh, nothing has been uh, said about him going to a funeral this weekend. But apparently, he went to a funeral this weekend. That's why, despite the fact that Vladimir Putin was uh, literally threatening a nuclear response with regard to the uh, the Russia-Ukraine situation and NATO's involvement, possibly. But Joe Biden said nothing all weekend long. His little minions had really nothing to say at all. Here is Joe Biden arriving uh, on the South Lawn, getting out of the helicopter and not answering questions from the press. Mr. President, is Ukraine winning the war? Mr. It really is frightening. He's wearing this long jacket. He's got his hands at his sides, walking straight-armed. How often do you walk with your arms straight down to your side? And, of course, he's masked by himself. He's completely masked by himself. Mr. President, are you worried about nuclear war? Derp, de derp, de derp, 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 just walking to the White House, derp, 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 wearing my mask, derp, 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 walking by Secret Service, derp, derp, derp. Literally nobody around him at all, not within 50 feet or more as he walks by the, uh, there's, a, there's a play set in the backyard at the White House, I guess he likes to do that, I just saw that, that's kind of interesting. But yeah, no questions with regard to uh, this impending conflict. Uh, as he gets home from Delaware, where he is known to go. Uh, 62% of voters say Putin wouldn't have uh, invaded Ukraine if Trump were the president. So despite the daily bombardment of how awful Donald Trump is and how much uh, uh, the world is a much safer place with regard to uh, Joe Biden being in the White House, and did you notice that this weekend when you were watching ABC, CBS, NBC, PBS, PBR, whatever, uh, did you notice that the world is a much safer place since the madman Donald Trump is out of office? Yet 60% of voters say that Russian President Vladimir Putin would not have invaded Ukraine 
Had President Trump still been in office, this according to a new Harvard Center for American Political Studies uh, and a Harris poll, 62%, 85% of Republicans know that this would be the case. And oddly enough, 38% of Democrats have answered this way. Uh, a majority of Americans polled, almost 60% said they believe the Russian president moved on Ukraine because Putin saw weakness in Biden, while 41% said that was not a factor in Putin's decision to invade Ukraine. Of course, this would all come as a gigantic surprise to MSNBC. Um, it's fairly clear that people get it. They see a man who broadcasts strength around the world versus a man who broadcasts weakness around the world. And I find it very troubling. Well, I won't even say troubling. Uh, not surprising, actually, is what I'm thinking of. They're questioning the mental capacity of Vladimir Putin. And nobody in the mainstream media <laughs> is doing the same of Joe Biden. And and other than, you know, the, the crazy Ivan rumors, you know, everybody's concerned that, uh, that Vladimir Putin is going to unleash his nukes, which would be very, very unlikely and would show a catastrophic mental collapse because he's not the only person, oddly enough, he's not the only person in Russia who would be part of the chain of command with regard to uh, unleashing the nuclear arsenal on the West. And and it would most assuredly mean that we would face, you know, bilateral nuclear destruction, meaning both countries uh, would surely be destroyed because of it. So uh, as far as uh, the seriousness of this so-called threat that happened, uh, you know, that is the only thing that people are saying with regard to Vladimir Putin's mental stability. Meanwhile, Joe Biden is constantly showing us how incompetent he is as far as being a leader, let alone being able to uh, string together a sentence or have a cogent thought. But, of course, our media is not covering it. Meanwhile, and I just want to mention this, and one of the most impactful things that happened to me over the weekend, and I'll, and I'll share some audio on this and share some audio from Joe Biden with regard to the economy is so much better, but people are just not able to feel happy. That's what he's saying. Uh, but I went to the gas station twice this weekend, once for my car and once for my son's car. And uh, I drove by the gas station on Friday, and the gas price was, uh, I believe it was like a two ninety nine something or three oh two something. And that was that was just up the street at the Seven Eleven. Uh, and then on Saturday, when I went to fill my car, it was three twenty five. It went up a quarter between Friday and Saturday, and then on Sunday when I took uh, the other car up there, it was three fifty. I have never in my life in two days seen uh, gas go up fifty cents per gallon. So right now, if you look at the approximate price of gas, or when Donald Trump was in pre as the president of the United States, uh, it was a dollar eighty. Today at the Seven Eleven right up the street, and I haven't been up today. It might have gone up since then. It is at three fifty. So uh, we have gone up, and we heard the other day, oh, yeah, price has gone up a dollar. No, price has gone up, or the gas has gone up a dollar and 70 cents per gallon. So even in the Midwest, I live in the Midwest, Kansas City area, we don't see the insane uh, prices from California where it's $6 a gallon, even more in some places, and it's going to get a whole lot worse. And just wait till it comes to your neighborhood. But uh, uh, right now, a dollar seventy a gallon more where I am. That's the bad gas. That's the eighty-seven. That's the stuff that everybody burns. They don't go to that ninety-one or ninety-three. The expensive stuff you put in the cars that require it, which I've never had, by the way. But a dollar seventy times twenty, 
uh, you do the math. That's pretty darn expensive. And if you drive a tractor trailer, which has, oh, I don't know, several hundred gallons of gas on board, plus a reefer fridge in the back, a reefer is a gas. It's not what you think, Californians and, and uh, Coloradans. It's the tank that runs the refrigeration unit on the tractor trailer. You got to fill that up. Uh, it's, it's really, really, really bad. Here's a report out of California with what they're dealing in that, uh, I, w- I would say, uh, third world hellhole. It's just a hellhole. Back here, one gas station in Beverly Grove is charging more than six bucks a gallon for all grades. I just think that we're on the verge of uh, a financial collapse, potentially. And um, I think that the, the worse it gets with Russia, that the more prices are going to go up. That's because we depend on them, and uh, Europe depends on a good deal of their uh, energy on Russia. You know, We made it that way. And uh, it's not looking too good. I've never seen a $6 price point in my life, so that's definitely super interesting. That is like super interesting. And, and in California, when you hear somebody who's in their 20s say it's super interesting, that means it's a crisis. Woo! It's a super interesting crisis. Uh, let's see. It cost me $24.00 more this year than last year to fill my car with gas. Now, I'm very fortunate because now I work at home, so I don't have to fill the car as often. My wife has to fill her car, and, uh, and so it's, it's, it's hurting a lot. And by the way, this weekend I went to uh, uh, Walmart, did a little shopping, and uh, two of the meat cases completely empty, two of the freezer cases completely empty. I've never seen that before. And normally, when you go to Walmart, it's well-stocked. Everything's stocked. And if they don't have it uh, stocked, they go back to the back and they fill up the stuff. They fill up the, the case. But I've never seen it like this. The last time I saw grocery store shelves like that was the year 2020, in the height of the pandemic, when you couldn't get toilet paper and you couldn't get paper towels and you couldn't get Kleenexes. But now it's food. Now it's food. But Joe Biden says that things are really, really great. This weekend he spoke and, and he said things are really great, but people somehow are unhappy. There's a phenomenal negative psychological impact that COVID has had on the public psyche. So he's saying essentially that we still aren't over COVID, even though, I don't know about you, kind of over COVID. And so you have an awful lot of people who are uh, notwithstanding the fact that uh, that things have gotten so much better for them economically. I know, those empty store shelves, they don't even exist. It's a mirage. Uh, that they are thinking, but how do you get up in the morning feeling happy? Right. Happy that everything's all right. Eat. Well, I'd be a lot happier if my checking account balance had some more money in it. And it doesn't because I'm spending a lot more for a lot of stuff. Even though your job is better, even though you have more income, even though... And then on top of that, because of COVID... Supply chains have been so interrupted that no, now really. you have inflation. By the way, in, in cities or in, in, in countries, I should say, like Japan, where they have supply chain issues as well, inflation is not out of control like it is here. And the reason why it's out of control here is because we're printing money and spending money we don't have. That is a fact, kids. But Joe Biden is saying that despite everything you're going through, everything is fine. Why are you feeling so sad? Why are you so bummed out? Why, why do you have this sense of malaise? Everything's perfectly fine. And the correct answer is, no, everything's not perfectly fine. In fact, I would venture to say that right now, uh, we've reached critical suck in this country as far as the governance of this country and as far as our, our situation with regard to the world. I'd say we reached critical suck. 
And every day that I get up, I don't know how you are, but I wake up with a knot in the pit of my stomach and I go, what's going to happen today? And then I say, I will rise above this. I want to do my very best to uh, be optimistic. And I am optimistic. Uh, Why am I optimistic? Because I know this man will be irrelevant in November and after November, essentially a lame duck president. I know that uh, the the attempts for him to overthrow the vote have effectively been put on hold with uh, the failure to eliminate the filibuster uh, and also all of the polling that shows that the American people are profoundly rejecting all of the nonsense that this administration and the class of 1968, the Democrat Party, have been spewing. Plus, a strong majority of adults in the United States believe Joe Biden is mentally unfit to serve as commander-in-chief. Meanwhile, the mainstream media is worried about Vladimir Putin. And yeah, I'm worried about Vladimir Putin. But the fact that 59% uh, don't believe that Joe Biden is a strong leader and 54% of the American public do not think he is mentally sharp enough to be the president. And over the weekend, we had hints of Russia using nuclear deterrence. And also Russia talking about the use of uh, weapons of mass destruction on cities. And by the way, there was some cluster bombing on at least one city in Ukraine over the weekend, which is against the Geneva Convention. So I, I try to come in every day and I try to be positive about this. But when you look at the state of the country, it's always tenuous. We're always nervous about it. His approval rating is 37, by the way. And Jen Psaki, uh, Jen Psaki, by the way, when you're uh, filling up your car, and you know mine's $24 more per fill-up, per fill-up for my car. I don't, I don't drive a tractor truck or a truck, and I don't have a big F-350 that has a diesel, and, and you've got to put uh, 80 gallons in that sucker. So you're going to be spending another $100 per tank lo- uh, full. But here's Jen Psaki saying this is actually an opportunity. This is an opportunity for green energy, folks. On oil leases, what this actually justifies in President Biden's view is the fact that we need to reduce our dependence on foreign oil, on oil in general. And, need to, and we need to look at other ways of processing. Yeah, you see, most Americans can't afford a freaking Tesla there, Jen. Of having energy in our country and others. One of the interesting... And by the way, us driving less in gas cars means precisely D-word for Richard when China's opening a new coal power plant every hour. Things, George, we've seen over the last week or so is that a number of European countries are recognizing they need to reduce their own reliance on Russian oil. Yes, they need to reduce their reliance on Russian oil because uh, Russia is supplying them with oil and they can cut it off, you see. And we were a net energy producer when Donald Trump was in office and we could alleviate the worries of, of Europe and other places and we wouldn't have to purchase oil from Russia, which makes Vladimir... We're funding the war. We're funding his war. We're buying last year... 23 million barrels of oil from Russia. Oh, no, 230 million barrels uh, from Russia. Sorry about that. 230 million barrels of oil from Russia, which is paying for the war. We also handed $85 billion worth of military equipment to terrorists in charge of Afghanistan. Do you see a pattern happening here? And then, (laughs) this is funny. The Biden administration is being mocked for updating its nuclear attack guidelines to include social distancing (laughs) and mask wearing as Russia readies its missiles after the Ukrainian uh, invasion. Now, those of you who grew up in the uh, in the 50s may recall this. He did 
what we all must learn to do. You and you and you and you. of course worried about a 98 percent survivable virus that you might uh, be taking with you into your uh, your uh, nuclear bunker yeah Oh, you think about this in Ukraine, you've got a uh, well up to 160,000 troops on the uh, on the border with uh, Russia and Ukraine, and um, they ha- have invaded a good share of them. Maybe if it's 100,000, it pales by comparison to two million of people, two million people who have invaded the United States in the last year. Two million people in the United States last year, many of them infected with COVID, many of them we have no clue. No clue whatsoever, and yet we are concerned. We have sent uh, Kamala Harris. Kamala, is she still over there? Have you heard anything from Kamala Harris in the last couple of days since her disastrous Q&A last week? Have you heard anything from her? The Kremlin is sending 400 mercenaries from private militia into Kiev to assassinate President Zelensky and his government. Highly trained operatives uh, have a 23-strong kill list, including the PM and cabinet. I wonder, and if you look at the, you know, the protests were happening in Russia, which you have to admit are pretty striking, considering it's Russia, uh, considering that we have now in power in Russia, a man who looks to the USSR as it's his template. He looks at the USSR as, as uh, Russia's glory days. It's pretty remarkable that so many people are protesting in Russia. It's pretty interesting that the rest of the world is protesting this. And you got to kind of wonder if this sort of unilateral decision by a Russian president or dictator is still going to be able to happen. What happens if Zelensky, who appears to be fairly popular right now, here he's being celebrated as a hero did you hear the the big quote this weekend was uh we don't need ammunition i said we need ammunition we don't need a i don't need a ride because the the u.s was offering him the opportunity to get out of the country and he said no i i I, we need ammunition i don't need a ride i thought that was pretty ballsy of the president of ukraine a former comedian i could never be the president of the united states and i don't want to uh, and i know you weren't even going there but this man is becoming a folk hero and should russia decide to do something like assassinate him in 2022 i'm not so sure the russian people are going to be uh, are going to be down with this we've seen literally thousands of people in uh, in russia being arrested by uh by putin's uh, secret police you got to kind of wonder if he's teetering or if he can maintain the invasion, rally, the people of Russia behind him. It, it seems like things have changed. It seems like things have changed. I did see a pretty funny uh, headline. This is MSN. My wife watches MSN, and uh, occasionally we have a little discussion, and I find out through her what little information that MSN gets. And, and I'm nothing against my wife. She just chooses to watch MSN and, and uh, you know, uh, whatever. And, and I have to occasionally go, uh, honey, what you need to know is this. And, you know, 
But anyway, MSN had this headline, Trump praises Zelensky as a brave man two years after he tried to extort him for political dirt on Biden. Donald Trump praised the Ukrainian president uh, Zelensky as a brave man for his handling of the Russian invasion nearly three years after he tried to extort him for political dirt on Joe Biden. Of course, uh, Donald Trump was impeached by the House of Representatives um, with regard to this phone call to Zelensky, and he was found uh, innocent, by the way. So this headline from MSN, it is remarkable, it is remarkable uh, how the mainstream U.S. media is continuing to parrot this lie. And this is a lie. Uh, and by calling uh, Vladimir Zelensky a brave man, uh, Donald Trump is right, but he's not doing it because he tried to extort uh, Zelensky a couple of years ago in a perfectly uh, clean phone call. A Ukrainian brewery has switched production to Molotov cocktails. So normally this uh, brewery, it's Pravda Brewery <laughs> in, a, in a town called Lviv, has uh, switched production from beer to Molotov cocktails. The makeshift bombs are being prepared for Ukrainians to defend their cities. Uh, and by the way, the, the artisan beer that they were making is literally called Putin is a D-word for Richard Head. That's the name of the, the beer. It is an 8% Belgian strong golden ale named after a uh, popular football chant in Ukraine, which is, uh, that's kind of like Let's Go Brandon. The, the Ukrainian version of Let's Go Brandon is Biden is a D-word for Richard Head. <laughs> oh, that is fantastic. Of course, I'm sure the, uh, the Russian uh, mainstream media is ignoring this altogether. Hey guys, Rob Carson for Gold Co. I got a warning for you, in case you haven't figured it out already. Inflation and tax hikes are Biden's only way out of a nearly $30 trillion debt. Yeah. So if you have $50,000 or more in your IRA, 401k, or savings, your money is at risk. They're looking at it. The federal government is looking at your 401k, your retirement, licking their chops. Go to retirewithnewsmax.com, get your free IRS loophole kit. That's right. Go to retirewithnewsmax.com. My friends at Gold Co. will give you up to $10,000 or more in free silver with a qualified account. Gold Co. has helped thousands of Americans protect their retirement against inflation and tax hikes. So what are you waiting for? Do this today if you get some time, okay? Go to retirewithnewsmax.com. That's retirewithnewsmax.com. An article from National Public Radio. I, I, when I was in college, I worked for an NPR affiliate. Uh, dear God. I mean, dear God. Article from National Public Radio hit with universal scorn because it detailed the self-care you might need in order to deal with the traumatizing headlines from uh, the war in Ukraine. See, this is how I know we're doomed in some ways. And fortunately, the strong in this country will, will rise up and things will change. But, you know, I think we've all been kind of inspired to some degree by the people of Ukraine arming themselves over the weekend. The President Zelensky, instead of, uh, you know, flying off to his favorite vacation hotspot or, you know, where he's been for, you know, 22 of the last 50 weeks, like Joe Biden did this weekend, he actually put on, uh, you know, he had a flak jacket on, he had a, and he said, send me am ammunition, I don't need a ride, meaning he wasn't going to leave the country even though he's under direct threat. So we've all been kind of inspired by that. Maybe we've been inspired by other countries, even, even Russians protesting against the war 
And and with regard to uh, COVID and with regard to protesting and all that, we haven't led the world like we should. We haven't led the world like we should. We didn't lead the world with the truckers' uh, uh, convoy to our nation's capital. Canada did. Uh, and, and so when you hear articles from National Public Radio, you kind of realize that uh, the reason why these didn't start in the United States is because of, of uh, crap like this. This is a quote from the NPR article. A tweet. It's a tweet. It's a tweet. No one to confuse. It's a, it's a tweet. It's a, Russia's attack on Ukraine means there's a stressful news cycle ahead of us. The reality of conflict is always a shock to the system. Uh, it's from NPR's Life Kit. Uh, offering helpful suggestions about self-care while sitting at home reading about brave Ukrainian patriots dying in the streets to protect their families. Uh, Quote, maybe this is time that you finally recreate a family recipe. Or uh, maybe you learn how to make a prettier pie. (laughs) When the going gets tough, the tough make a prettier pie. Or maybe you just lose yourself in a kitsch reorganization, a kitsch reorganization. <sighs> These are some uh, universally uh, universal excoriations. Uh, the stupidest thing NPR has ever proposed, and that's saying a lot, according to political columnists. And he's, you know, like left of center Jack Shaver. These people really do not envision their audience as grown adults, and maybe there's a reason for that. Uh, you know, honestly, if headlines shake you to the core, then seriously, you have an issue. You have an issue. Uh, another response, this sort of discourse drives me absolutely bananas, and I think of direct result of media being increasingly dominated by people from super-privileged backgrounds. I'm all for mental health awareness and therapeutic care. This thread provides for neither. It's just a lifestyle guide for narcissists. Absolutely, absolutely true. Uh, Here is the ambassador to uh, the United Nations from America talking about the confusion with regard to sanctions that uh, this administration is having. When we were first announcing sanctions, we were told it was about deterrence. I want to play uh, a few clips here from various officials. The president believes that sanctions are intended to deter. The purpose of the sanctions has always been and continues to be deterrence. And the deterrence was... Make it so he won't invade Ukraine. But uh, he kind of did that. The sanctions were designed in the first instance to try to deter Russia from taking further aggression. And then President Biden admitted this. Yeah, do you understand where the confusion is? No one expected the sanctions <laughs> to prevent anything from happening. So I guess the question is, how does this end now? Uh, meaning we've got the sanctions did not deter We've put in pretty harsh sanctions. We've we've gone through how it could be slightly harsher. But can this end with sanctions alone? Look, Chuck, we've been very clear-eyed on this from the beginning. Okay. Now, what you just heard disproved what she just said. The disagreement between all the people in the administration and Joe Biden disproved what she just said, and for those who missed it, this is what she just said. But can this end with sanctions alone? Look, Chuck, we've been very clear, clear-eyed <laughs> on this from the beginning. As the president noted, we were going to apply harsh sanctions. And initially, they were t- an attempt to prevent 
uh, Russia from taking this aggressive action. Oh, so it moved. It, we, it shifted. But it is Vladimir Putin's decision. Okay. Uh, and here is, by the way, uh, in case you missed this on Friday, this is Joe Biden in 2019. It's going to take a hell of a lot of work to make up for all the damage he's done internationally and nationally. His network of thugs. He's talking about uh, Donald Trump, who, by the way, 62% of Americans, 62% of Americans believe that Vladimir Putin would not have invaded Ukraine if Donald Trump were the president. And co-conspirators are going to continue to try to undermine our democracy in the meantime. Imagine what he can do in another year. Imagine what can happen in Ukraine. Imagine what you could do to America in one year and what you have done. So I think what they should do is take a cue from NPR and give every American a life kit, including some tips on how to make a prettier pie. I think that might actually be the, be the solution. Joining us on the phone is a special guest on this Monday. Representative uh, Pat Fallon is a member of the House Armed Services Committee, and he joins us on the phone on the Newsmax Hotline. Good morning, sir, and welcome to the show. Rob, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Hey, I got to tell you, on a personal note, I'm quite uh, excited because literally two miles from my house, they are opening a what a burger, the first one in the Kansas City region uh, ever. And uh, the first time I had what a burger was in Dallas, and it's fantastic. Little Texas Embassy up by you. I tell you what, and I, and I went to In and Out Burger, right? Everybody talks about In and Out Burger. Eh, just okay. What a burger, just cleaned, clean house. It's absolutely awesome. So let's talk this morning, sir. I, I was uh, positing this morning that in 2022, the world in 2022, you've got Vladimir Putin behaving like, you know, 1980, like it's 1987 all over again with regard to uh, Russia. Uh, they are attempting to do what they did in Afghanistan, this time with Ukraine. And when you see the backlash in his country versus the, the call to arms uh, in Ukraine, do you think that he could be successful pulling this off, or do you think, uh, as one general said on Fox, that he's already lost? What, what's your gut telling you this morning with regard to uh, Vladimir Putin in, invading Ukraine? Well, Rob, it's, uh, it's telling me that he's in a way worse spot than everyone thought he was yeah. five days ago. We thought militarily, you know, he might be able to pull it off, but the Ukrainian people have been the X factor. So, you know, let's a little bit of background. I mean, Putin thinks that the demise of the Soviet Union was the greatest geopolitical disaster of the 20th century. He resents the verdict of the Cold War. He's living in the past. He wants to fixate on, you know, past glories rather than current, you know, geopolitical realities. Yeah. And he was asked last year if the Ukrainians and the Russians share, uh, are, the, are like brothers. And he said, no, we share the same soul. So he has never seen the Ukraine as uh, an independent country. And the last person that it was dumb enough to invade the Ukraine was named Adolf. And he is getting similar treatment, and that did not end well. And I really, truly hope this doesn't end well for Putin either. Now, I'm hearing a number of uh, troop fatalities with regard to Russia, and I've heard 4,300, and I've heard 5,600. And if these are anywhere close to being true, and that was in four days into this, those losses would be catastrophic. What are you hearing as far as fatalities and as far as uh, vehicles destroyed as Ukraine defends itself? We know that it's a lot higher than any military, quote-unquote, military expert would have said, and certainly with the Russians, hundreds of tanks have been destroyed. Yeah. And if that's the case, I mean, he can't survive. This is in five days. And what we need to do right now, Rob, and this is where we need no, no more fecklessness, okay? We need bold leadership. Mm -hmm. I signed on to a letter three months ago 
begging, beseeching, and pleading with Mr. Biden to send more asymmetrical uh, war materials. And what I'm talking about, and we need to do this now, we should have done it three months ago. We did some. He dragged his feet inexplicably. But right now, we need to be sending them sniper rifles, plastic explosives, anti-tank mines, IEDs, javelins, which are the anti-tank missiles, stingers, harpoons, machine guns, and a lot more, as the President Zelensky asked for, a lot more ammo, and put it in their hands and arm them to the teeth. You know, we have done these uh, proxy wars in the past. Um, What makes this one different than Vietnam? What makes this one different? It's a smaller world, you know, and and it's instant information. I mean, instant, not like, oh, you see it a couple of days. It's as it's happening kind of stuff, which means, you know, we're more interconnected. So those 44 million Ukrainians all were well aware of what was going on and where it's going on. And, hey, come down, you know, they can put a Facebook message out or something on TikTok. Come down uh, to so-and-so right now, like right now before the Russians give you your act, and get some weapons. And then and go out there and defend their homeland. There's 44 million of them. Yeah. Putin's got a couple hundred thousand troops in there. If they adopt the Israeli model where every citizen is a frontline soldier, yeah. Putin is doomed. I think it's kind of funny that you, uh, uh, you're seeing on Twitter a lot of people in the past uh, who have always talked about gun control in the United States are all for uh, unarmed citizens in Ukraine getting sniper rifles. I just think it's, I think it's unbelievable. They've proven our point. They have proven our point. Uh, of course, the Second Amendment exists to protect us against our government, but, but also sure. I might also say that, I don't know, three or 400 million guns in America might prevent a, you know, a land war from happening on our soil here uh, I just I find that very very funny uh, the 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 kind of flip-flop that that uh, Americans who hate the Second Amendment are are making with regard to Ukraine your thoughts well Rob no liberals particularly the limousine liberals the ruling class and the elite are all fine with with walls and guns provided they're protecting them if they feel threatened and they just don't want everybody else you know, the, the unwashed, the great unwashed, us peasants, us plebes, <laughs> to be able to have the same rights. And I think it's disgusting. Yeah. And incidentally, I thought I was reading a report about uh, the ability to track some of these Russian soldiers in their movements yeah. via Tinder. <laughs> yes. People yes. <laughs> no one saw this coming. This is a whole new day of warfare. You know, while I'm in Ukraine, you want to hook up? Uh, it's funny because uh, gun control activist David Hogg took to Twitter over the weekend uh, and, and with an idea how he can help Ukraine as Russia continues the uh, invasion. Just find Russian soldiers on social media and dating apps and let them know how stupid the war is. I'm assuming that's what you are you are referring to. Is, uh, is essentially uh, telling Russian soldiers, if you want a piece of this, don't take a piece of Ukraine. Is that, is that what you're kind of saying? <laughs> I mean, you know, like Mr. Hogg and all these lefties, yes. Rob, don't, don't understand it. All a firearm is is a tool. It's like a chainsaw. It's like a knife. Yeah. It's like a screwdriver. It's like anything. It can be misused. It's a tool. And they're so afraid of them, and they don't want them. Anymore. It's a tool for defense. And as you so adroitly pointed out, it's to protect us. It's not for hunting and for sport. And all no, that. It's to no. protect us from tyranny. Yeah. That's what it is, the reason why it's written into the Constitution. Yeah. And it, it, a tool well used makes people's lives better and protects people. And now, right now, we need to put a lot of these tools in the hands of the Ukrainian people. 
100% set of uh, socks and blankets like uh, like President Obama did. Now, it's interesting. We've got 160 or so, maybe 190,000 troops um, the, with the potential of inv- invading Ukraine, yet we've had 2 million people invade our southern border since Joe mm-hmm. Biden took office. Now, they are not in tank uh, motorcades. They are not with armored vehicles, but they can be incredibly damaging. Do you suppose, and I have heard uh, others kind of echo this, that the southern border is loosening while we're distracted with Ukraine. Do you think that's happening? Do you think that uh, illegal crossings have increased since our attention is focused on Ukraine? Well, the illegal border crossings have increased since January 20th of 2021. I mean, we've seen in the first time in our history, 11 months in a row, over 150,000 illegal border crossings every single month. The first time in a row, uh, the first time we've ever seen rather 2 million illegal border crossings in the calendar year, that's adding the entire state of West Virginia. The media covered it a little bit in February and March and then left, and it only got worse. It's not getting better. Uh, Every time I'm on a program like this that wants to tell the truth on radio or on television, I share with the American people that, you know, we had wait in Mexico, and that became catch and release. And we had build a wall that became open the gate. We had deport criminals that became cartels run amok. Nearly 11,000 pounds, Rob, of fentanyl has been seized on the southern border. In, la- in the last year alone. That's enough to kill every American eight times over and almost 200,000 pounds of methamphetamine. And we, it needs to stop. There is absolutely an invasion, and I hear it at all the town halls I have, that why are we so concerned about a border 8,000 miles away when we can't even yeah. secure our own border? And we can. Joe Biden simply lacks the will. I'm very troubled, in, and the media has not been focusing on the fact that uh, 100,000 people died of drug overdoses yeah. in the last year, a dramatic increase. You look at uh, a house party in, uh, in Denver last weekend. I believe it was four or five people died of fentanyl overdoses. It was laced in the cocaine. And by the way, fentanyl is finding its way into uh, prescription medications that are uh, dispensed illegally and other medications, and it's, it's deadly deadly serious and whereas the uh the covid virus is, ki- is killing the vulnerable in society the aged people people with comorbidities this is killing young people eight to f- 18 to 49 years old and it is unbelievable that we're allowing to happen go ahead your thoughts okay the liberals seem to think that, that they only fear one death and that's death of covid if you die of anything else they don't care what about in you know last year when the somebody 60 years old had a shooting pain up their arm. The last concern you have is COVID. You need to get to the hospital because you're having a heart attack. And so many people didn't go because the left irrationally scared the bedickens out of folks. And how many cancer diagnoses collapsed because the people didn't want to go in and see their doctor because they were scared they're going to get COVID and they're going to kill them. I mean, COVID's going to be around maybe the rest of our lives, but the national emergency has long since passed. It's yeah. time to move on down the road. And you're absolutely right. Thank you for pointing out about the 100,000 deaths that, again, liberals are turning a blind eye about because if you talk about the overdose deaths, you're going to have to talk about it. it's It's intertwined with the open, wide open, de facto open borders that we have. And uh, if the American people knew the truth, they would secure the border tomorrow. Now, one more thing. In, a, in an ungodly, cynical move tomorrow night, the State of the Union, no science has changed. But suddenly, uh, you guys don't need to wear masks to watch the president. Uh, your thoughts on that, and, and if you could, in about 45 seconds, uh, what do you expect from the State of the Union? Uh, when you mix medicine and politics, you're going to get two results, bad medicine, bad politics. Yeah. Uh, the left looks upon the CDC as their god. I mean, government is their god, and CDC are, is, is the prophet. And they never were truly uh, acting with our best interests at heart and actual science. I think Biden is going to declare 
the national emergency over because half of the Democrats have now, not in Congress, but that rank and file, have left him and are becoming rational like Republicans, yeah. saying we need to move on with our lives. He's going to tra- try to take credit for that, and he's uh, and wrongly so. And he, what he should be doing is opening up not only our economy, but also the oil fields and yes, drilling sir. on federal land. Yes, sir. Uh, 100%. I, I wish we could uh, have an hour to speak this morning. We do not. But I greatly appreciate you finding the time, and I'd love to have you back on the show sometime, Pat Fallon. Where can people find you on social media, Saw? Rob, I'd love to do it. Um, it's FallonForCongress.com uh, website, and then Fallon for Texas on Facebook, and then also Rep Pat Fallon on Facebook. And thank All you right. very much. And we got an election tomorrow, and we got to go out there and vote for our country. God bless you, brother. Have a glorious uh, have a glorious week, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.